0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place because it's time to win with dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs with me, Raquel Wynn. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Win with Dogs on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Raquel Wynn, and I'm so pleased to be here with you. This is my first show, and I must say I'm honored and delighted to be included on Pet Life Radio, where quality dialogue about pets is paramount. And with such loyal and engaged listeners, I know my show will be enjoyed and supported. So again, welcome and thank you. Um, On this episode, we're going to get into just what you can expect from my show, Win With Dogs. And we will also be delving into some topics from my newly released book, Stretch Your Dog Healthy, A Hands-On Approach to Natural Canine Care, um, to get a basic overview of what exactly constitutes health, and specifically the health of your hound. Uh, I think that health is a choice and education is power, so get the knowledge and apply it every day and watch as your pup-parent connection grows. I can't wait for us to delve into the world of canine health and happiness and truly learn how to win with dogs. I hope you enjoy my show. We will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win with Dogs right after this quick water break.
0: Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn on Pet Life Radio. Welcome back to Win with Dogs, where we are talking about canine health. I am your host, Raquel Wynn. Thank you for tuning in to Pet Life Radio. Okay, back to the topic at hand. Being that this is my inaugural episode, I figured that we needed to define just what it is you can expect from my show. So Win With Dogs hopefully will be the kind of show that you turn to for fair and balanced, cutting-edge yet not fringe wellness information that will certainly keep you interested in your pup fine-tuned. I hope to be here to seek out, discover, and present to you the leading and latest pieces of information that will allow us to paint a complete, balanced portrait of health for our dogs. If I can do that, as they say, my mission will be complete. (laughs) First of all, my interest is in longevity of the body and how systems function efficiently. Um, I guess you could say that I believe peace and health and balance can in fact be attained, yet I also believe it's a constant and consistent pursuit. In both dogs and humans, everyone's picture of health is unique and it's dependent on various situations, both chosen and given. Some dogs are predisposed to different hereditary issues, often the result of poor breeding, honestly. Or unforeseen accidents can occur that affect the health of your dog. Well, these are givens that we can modify and sometimes, though not always, change. So we want to focus on the things that we can change. For instance, if we feed our dogs too much and they become overweight, well, joint issues most certainly will arise that could have been avoided. So in this case, the dynamic balance of health will be affected by the choice to allow your pup to become overweight. Again, adopting a consistent preventive approach when it comes to your dog's health is key. You know, when talking about obesity, I just want to make one thing clear. We don't have to deprive our dogs of the joy of food when we're trying to get them to lose weight. We just have to feed them the right things. In other words, we can still enjoy offering our pups treats, and giving them bountiful meals, we just have to make sure the meals consist of quality, calorie-light foods. Just like we maintain a healthy weight by eating lean protein, vegetables, and fruits, the same goes for our furry friends. You might already know this, but um, dogs are not considered true carnivores, like the cat, but rather they're optimistic omnivores. That is, canines, since their inception, have eaten what was available to them. Often that included berries and vegetables and other items when fresh meat was not available. So, give your dog proper healthy foods, provide some movement, and your pup can be fed, sated, and maintain a healthy weight. This is an example of changing your perspective to a positive reward system to initiate change. So, for instance, if your dog's overweight, I absolutely do not advocate Feeding your pup some bland diet kibble once or twice a day. No way. Up your pup's meal frequency, feed your dog three or four mini meals a day, and boost his metabolism. Reduce the diet kibble, which really is often full of shocking, unhealthy ingredients. But, I mean, that's a whole other show. In fact, maybe, maybe that's our next show. Okay, I'm making a note to myself right now. Nutrition, next topic to discuss. <laughs> anyway... What I'm saying is don't go that minimalist punishment route. Instead, reduce the insufficient kibble, add some brown rice or oatmeal, some pureed vegetables like carrots, peas, spinach, cottage cheese, or maybe applesauce, and your dog not only will lose weight, but he'll get enough nutrients and fiber, feel like he's loved, and he won't feel deprived. Believe me, the whole experience will go a lot more smoothly. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I believe we need to add to health, not take away. What I mean by this is that your dog's health is not just rooted in the physical, but really also in the mental, emotional, and energetic levels of his body. So offer consistent, gentle, positive guidance to get your dog healthy. Proper eating for your pup is really just one way to change his health dramatically, you know change your perspective on what it means to be healthy healthy just isn't losing weight but it's feeling good while doing it believe me as a personal trainer and an athlete i know that we can push and push and push the body and it really doesn't respond any more favorably i really believe in consistency rather than intensity the goal is to feel empowered from exercise and our life choices not beaten down so just to recap a little uh, there lies between conventional and alternative medicine, the best possible positive scenario for each dog's health. So let's explore all the options out there and get seriously involved. I hope that Win With Dogs will be a place of varied and quite helpful dialogue for your canine's longevity. Okay, so we're here in part to get a well-rounded perspectives of canine health and how to approach it. Before we go there, let me tell you a little bit about myself and background so you can see what my perspective comes from. Um, I started as an athlete, a swimmer actually, at the early age of six, and professionally I have worked with the body in the human fitness industry as a personal trainer and massage therapist for over a decade. Because of my background in athletics, the concept of movement really permeates my thoughts when I think of the body, you know, movement of cells of joints, of thoughts, of emotions, of nerve flow, of just about everything. There's a constant movement in our bodies forever. So obviously movement and flow is an important core part of life. Also, I consider myself a constant learner and seeker of knowledge when it comes to the body, how it functions best, and what leads to each being, in this case our dogs, feeling content here on earth. So I probably won't ever get to all the avenues full of all the answers, but we can try. I branched out into the animal world because, number one, I love animals and wanted to be an advocate for their health and happiness. And also, I believe our pet's health, health is our choice. We as pet parents decide what foods our dogs eat, the amount of interaction, exercise, and love we provide and a host of other factors that contribute to our hound's picture of health and subsequent longevity. So why not be equipped with safe and natural tools for health? That that part's up to us to find out what choices result in the best environment for a happy, pain-free life for our dogs. You know, we're constantly learning new techniques and methods of approaching health, so let's stay informed and current and make smart health choices. Health is cumulative, so adopting a preventive, informed approach for our hounds is what we ought to do. (laughs) Definitely. Right now, I really want to talk about canine health and happiness and how our pups can achieve it and what sustains it. First of all, let me say that, you know, one could spend years studying different modalities of canine health and still not learn it all in one lifetime. I mean, you have aromatherapy, reiki, acupressure. Stretching, massage, exercise, nutrition, gosh, chakra balancing, conventional medical approaches and other modalities that you can explore when creating your own pup's picture of health. What I've learned so far and for sure is that health and longevity is a multi-ingredient formula and it's different for each dog. So get out there and see what resonates with your dog. You know, we're truly similar and connected to our dogs. Uh, my clients include athletes and non-athletes, from humans to horses to hounds, and really many of the same rules apply when looking at what makes a happy being. We are all made of bones and tissue. We have similar body systems. We have emotions and experience pain. Well, actually, speaking of similarities, did you know that we share two to 300 common diseases with our pup pals, from diabetes to arthritis to anxiety to obesity And also, we engage the world in quite similar ways on all levels, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual, we both need proper care, we need balance, Uh, we need interaction and objectivity. So, that's a little bit about my perspective. I wrote my first book, Stretch Your Dog Healthy, with the intent of empowering people to get involved and be confident about the longevity and health of their dogs to feel like they had some level of control or at least less fear with regards to the prospect of their dog's aging process. I've seen in, in our own lives that change and uncertainty in health is a scary situation. However, really, we don't need to be afraid or unsure of how to attain health. The answers really are all there. Granted, what we know and perceive about bodies and health changes as we learn more, and science does help us along this route, But I think that nature and the body's ability to heal is truly what lies at the center of health and happiness. By providing and maintaining the proper environment for health, it is sustained. So let's try to define health. Basically, you're trying to maintain balance and homeostasis within the body systems and continue the trend of rebuilding or anabolic, an anabolic state versus breakdown, or a catabolic state in the body. And billions of new cells are created every day. I mean, billions. Therefore, we want to ensure that old cells are being replaced with fresh new cells rather than more broken down cells. So eating the right foods, um, exercise, socialization, and minimizing toxins in your dog's body all really slow down this process of body breakdown. We know really that inevitably systems of our dog's body are going to diminish as he ages, but it's the rate and the level that this breakdown occurs that we can affect. So the very first thing to do in this process of health is to check where your pup is at in his health and aging process. Whether your dog is 1 or 5 or 10 or more, figure out where comparatively your dog's health lies. And this is what I call a current snapshot of your dog's health or your dog's canine baseline. Um, I'm going to read just a bit about canine baseline from my book, Stretch Your Dog Healthy. But first, we need to take a short break. And we will be right back with Win With Dogs here on Pet Life Radio. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn on Pet Life Radio. We're back. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Win with Dogs on Pet Life Radio, and we sure are talking pets. I'm your host, Raquel Wynn, and let's get back to the topic. Well, we've been talking about canine health today, and before the break, I was just about to read a bit from my book, Stretch Your Dog Healthy, and I'm going to read to you about something I call the canine baseline. Okay, so if you have a book, you can turn to page four. Canine Baseline. The first step in the health process is to start observing your dog's current state. Establishing a canine baseline will help you keep up with the progress of your pup's health throughout his life. A canine baseline is a snapshot of your pup's current health, comprising of various factors that are easy to measure, monitor, and manipulate. Your dog's canine baseline will enable you to notice when changes in temperament, stamina, flexibility, and health take place. Many indicators of health have a wide range of acceptable values that are considered normal. Remember that norms and ranges apply to a whole population. (laughs) They do not take into account your dog's individuality. Within these norms and ranges lies your dog's canine baseline or unique health profile. That is, is resting heart rate, flexibility, weight, temperament, activity level, etc. And I have a chart on the next page that lists all 20 of these measurement indicators. So, take notes and follow your intuition regarding your findings along the way. In the event that you need to consult a veterinarian, this information will be invaluable. It will present a specific picture of the changes happening in your dog's body. The more complete picture you can provide for your vet, the more accurate care he or she can give. Your vet is a valuable member of your dog's health team, but don't leave it up to him or her to keep up with your dog's health. A vet sees your dog only occasionally and often not when your dog is balanced. You are with your dog day in and day out. Your vet can be a powerful tool, but you must come to the table with your own confidence and knowledge regarding your animal's health. Never be afraid to ask questions or to make suggestions regarding the care of your pet. And then I go on to list these 20 canine baseline factors, and I'm just going to run through them real quick with you. Number one is the appearance of the coat and skin. Then is your dog's appetite and thirst. Your dog's resting heart rate, normal is 70 to 130 beats a minute for some of the smaller breeds. Respiratory rate, normal resting respiratory rate is 10 to 30 breaths per minute. Again, the bigger dogs have the slower breathing and heart rates, and the smaller dogs generally have the quicker ones. Endurance, which is done with either a quarter, a half, or a mile test, and I explain that in the book. Eyes, ears, nose, and mouth flexibility of the chest and shoulders, of the hips, and of the spine. The fluid levels, making sure your dog is not dehydrated, and you do this with the skin pull test. Number 11, we're at girth measurements of the neck, chest, and waist in inches. Then you want to do a hands-on assessment of your dog's abdomen, his hips and shoulders, his spine. Next, check the posture and gait of your dog, I'd like you to keep track of your dog's socialization habits, your dog's structural symmetry, and this is based on five points, the crown of the head, the left and right shoulder and left and right hip, and I explain that also in my book, the temperament or doggy demeanor your dog possesses, his normal temperature, again, that's going to be between 100 and 102 degrees Fahrenheit, that's normal temperature for a dog, and then your dog's weight, so These are all part of your dog's current snapshot of health that it's really important for you to get a handle on before you even start a health program. So the takeaway here is to continue to monitor your dog's health and keep a consistent canine baseline so you can keep up with change. Just as we get a physical every year or get our teeth checked, you know, so too should you be prevented with your pup. So remember, step one in your dog's health picture is to get and keep up with your dog's canine baseline and to discuss this with your vet. You can even take it a step further and keep your pup's blood test results in a file. This is another way to monitor the specific changes occurring in your dog because, remember, norms are often given in a range, so it's more important to keep up with your dog's norms and ranges. For instance, my Bichon Jake has a higher resting rate and heart rate than my Scotty Angus. They each fall in the normal range, yet again, they're different. Okay, moving from step one, which is the canine baseline, onto step two, something I call your dirty dog syndrome. <laughs> to, I want to talk about dirty dog syndrome next. But to do this, I need to back up a little bit. I want to get back to discussing catabolic versus the anabolic state or breakdown versus repair. Okay, look at it like this. Health is like a teeter-totter. On one side, there's repair, and on the other, there's breakdown. Sometimes our bodies are clean and functioning great or tipped in the favor of repair, and other times, bodies are not just functioning at their optimum, or they might even be tipped toward breakdown. So in other words, your dog's health is a dynamic rather than a static thing, and it can change daily based on things both within and out of our control. Since we want to keep the scales tipped toward the healthy side as best we can, we are concerned with things within our control. I know that body breakdown is inevitable. I mean, hormones and metabolic rates, muscle mass, etc., these things all change for your dog as he ages. Some of this is from choice, and some is just the natural process of aging. So, we need to be concerned with slowing this process of aging down rather than eliminating it, enhancing the repair rather than the breakdown. So how do we create an environment for repair? Well, really, we create it with proper nutrition, exercise, supplements, interaction, and a host of other things. We create it by keeping our dog clean on the inside and out. So the opposite of a healthy environment is what I refer to in my book as Dirty Dog Syndrome. Again, I'm going to read from my book, and if you have one, I'm on page 139. Detox Your Dog, Chapter 7, A Preventive Approach. And I'm going to go right into it here. I invite you to try a preventive holistic approach when managing your dog's health. Holism, by definition, is the theory of the importance of taking into account all of one's physical, mental, and social conditions in the treatment or prevention of illness. That means looking at the whole picture. By the time your dog is considered sick or is diagnosed with a condition or needs surgery, his health is in a critical state. The idea is to prevent acute illness by keeping up with your dog's health. We know that a clean, detoxified system is the key to any healthy body, animal or human. So keeping your dog clean, keeping him from being a dirty dog, is in itself prevention. Disease flourishes in a dirty dog and your dog gets dirty from chemical exposure, whether it's pesticides or insecticides, herbicides, even flea, tick, and heartworm prevention. I know this is necessary for some of you out there, so you just have to make the best choices you can based on your given situation. You can have a dirty dog from prescription drugs like pain relievers, NSAIDs, and antibiotics, from food preservatives and additives like hydrogenated oils, sugars, and chemicals, and impure drinking water. Lack of movement and inflexibility also compound the problem. Lack of movement and inflexibility compound the problem also. So dirty dogs suffer from toxic overload and sluggish systems. The result is that your dog is less likely to fight off infection, to stay flexible, or to feel well. Dirty dogs have so much clogging their systems that they have trouble maintaining health. In this chapter, I hope to change how you approach your dog's health. There are some simple, straightforward things you can do for your dog's health every day to ensure that your pup stays clean and enjoys a long, healthy, and fulfilled life. The more you understand the process of health, the easier it will be to make the right choices. And on that note, a few things you can do to prevent dirty dog syndrome and keep your pup healthy are things like stretching and massage to facilitate toxin flushing, Exercise to keep all the systems moving and healing. Uh, Incorporating a wholesome organic diet, which provides a healing environment within the body. Clean filtered water, which enhances blood cleanliness. Vitamin supplementation to ensure healthy cellular repair. Chemical free living as best as is possible. That's natural shampoos, natural flea and tick prevention, and staying drug free as much as possible. And good hygiene, which is teeth brushing, bathing, grooming, etc. So, now there are many other steps in the process of detoxing your dog. And I go into some of them in my book. Remember, healthy on the inside really is healthy on the outside. I said before that billions of new cells are created each day So the key is to be consistent. You know, add a little something that contributes to the health of your dog each day. Maybe add an extra block to your walk or substitute carrots or apples for calorie-dense treats. Give your dog a five-minute stretching session. You know, explore new territory. Due to new cellular renewal, we want to keep adding to the buildup versus the breakdown. So that's that's the main point of Dirty Dog Syndrome. Um, my book covers a host of other topics like acupressure, the use of herbs and aromatherapy, and Reiki. But stretching comprises the bulk of the book because it's a hands-on, risk-free, interactive modality that really leads to more intimacy between you and your pup. It's easy to learn and practice. And the pictures of the dog stretching in my book are really cute. <laughs> You know, with 40% of dogs in this country being overweight, that's almost 20 million, and joint and orthopedic issues on the rise. With an increase in canine ailments that mimic our own, this book gives you some practical, inexpensive, immediately effective tools for your tool belt. I mean, at the very least, it will get you started in the right direction where your pup's health is concerned, So if you are interested in reading more of Stretch Your Dog Healthy, a hands-on approach to natural canine care, you can buy a copy on my website, RaquelWynn.com, or at local bookstores and online booksellers. So to recap, number one in your dog's health program should be getting a canine baseline. And number two really should be trying to prevent dirty dog syndrome throughout your dog's life. The goal here is to just broaden our perspective of health and see just how great we can make our dogs' lives. Wow, we have covered some territory today, really. I hope I've given you some fresh insight into your dog's health and maybe sparked your desire to get involved or become more involved with your pooch. That's the goal here at Win With Dogs and also at Pet Life Radio. We really aim to provide interesting dialogue and really just talk pets. Thank you so very much for joining me on my inaugural episode of Win With Dogs. If you have any comments for me about this show or any issues you would like to delve into, please email me at Raquel at PetLifeRadio.com. Or you can visit me on my website, which I said before is RaquelWin.com. Also, be sure to pick up a copy of my new book, Stretch Your Dog Healthy. It's a great gift idea, and it's under $20. I also want to say kudos to the producers here at Pet Life Radio who make me sound great. It has been my pleasure. Until next time, I'm Raquel Wynn, and I say go win with dogs. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and win with dogs.